Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From coast to coast, border to border, and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. Laugh and learn while you listen to a brilliant display of radio. Online. Online. With Bill Alexander. Bill Alexander. Hi, everyone. Yours truly, William Eric Alexander. My friends call me Bill here online with Bill Alexander here at WMCK.FM, McKeesport, 107.5 WLDJ, Newcastle, 1620 AM, Huntington, Mixtape Radio International, Steel FM, WWSX Radio 99.1, Radio Rehoboth, Orca Radio, Owensburg, Kentucky, and streaming online at italknet.com and pghtalkradio.com. Good. Monday evening. Today is January 11th, 2021. And if anybody understands what's special about this day, and no, it has nothing to do with my guest. Today, my wife and I celebrated our 24th wedding anniversary. A lot of you out there were were with me 24 years ago when I was working for the AM station in western Pennsylvania and I was on the air the morning of my wedding and uh, we had a nice conversation about it. Unfortunately, I can't find the recording anywhere. I've been looking for it all day so I could share it with you guys again online. But unfortunately, I have no clue where it went. But anyhow, enough of me babbling about me. Tonight, we have a guest on the program. She has been on the show before. She is a comedian. She's an actress. She is a cookbooker, and she is trending at 3,102 on the Behind the Voice Actors website. I couldn't get number one. I got 3,102. Anna Vicino, how are you doing this evening? 3,000, really? Yeah, 3,102. I'm the voice of a network on... (laughs) On an NBC, and I get three thousand. You should be so proud. <laughs> I listen. I've accomplished a lot in my life, and that is one of them. Yeah, I. <laughs> I can imagine. Happy anniversary! Well, thank you very much. Thank you. So, how are you doing? What are you? Got, are you? Pla- I'm fine. Are you planning for twenty five? Because that's a big year. Yes, we are planning for twenty five. Uh, what are you going to do? What, no, we tell. Hope. Say what you're going to do, and then make everybody in the audience promise they're not going to spoil the surprise. Uh, I don't know, really. Um, hopefully, I, we can get out of the house and actually have dinner together is the main thing we're worried about. Oh, wouldn't that be delightful? It would be wonderful. Um, because with the whole uh, shutdown thing that happened, especially in PA, it has been very difficult to go anywhere. Then when you do go somewhere, you feel uncomfortable going out. So it's one of those catch-22s, yeah. and then you can't have the takeout brought in because you have three kids here at the house so (laughs) there's really nothing to it but um yeah we'll see what happens we've been trying to support the restaurants by getting the takeout but personally i'm i'm not thrilled 
with getting the takeout. I like to eat it there. I do too because I don't I like, like to be in a restaurant. I just like the whole thing. I'd rather have them do the dishes too. Oh yeah, yeah, makes it so For much sure. better. Yeah, California's not much better. We're pretty much shut down. It's well, it's, it, and I I've moved. I live now two hours north of LA in kind of a, a little. Uh, it's basically wine country. I live more in the country part, but the little town that it is is a ghost town because there can't be any tourism and none of the wineries can open. So it's actually quite sad. So that yeah, that, that, that next year, it, next yeah, year. next year. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. So uh, what have you been up to? We haven't talked in a while. We had scheduled in December. Unfortunately, you blew me off, which I think it's because you had a Christmas party to go to. I did not blow you off. I did not blow you off. And in fact, what guest reschedules but also procures another guest? (laughs) And guess what happened? That was a good thing. But the bad thing is I had to cancel on him. Oh no! Yeah, I was. Oh, you have him back. He's I a, will. He's a I, better guest. I will. I was sick this as. I'm a Vinny Tordrich, my podcast co-host. Yeah, I was. He has a great movie out right now. His second documentary, I, Fat Two. I watched it. Is it's, out. it's actually very good. I was sick as a dog, yeah. and I would have ended up canceling oh, on no. you, so I had to cancel on him. So I apologize oh, for that. Oh man, I wish I had known that because I felt so bad. Yeah. And and you just. And, and by the way, that's very Italian of you to let me still feel guilty about it, even though you would have canceled on me. So congratulations. You're welcome. Now all I have to do is, is constantly owe you somewhere between 5 and $20, but you never let me pay it back. That's a very Italian thing as well. Actually, come to think of it, it is. I've never, I haven't thought about that in a while. So um, You always want people to owe you a little bit of money. Of course. So they, yeah, just a little bit. Of course. So anyhow, so I I got an email the other day from mm-hmm. you concerning yeah. this uh, Quit Sugar Summit. What yes, is that I'm, all I'm about? Be on that. What is that I'm all on that about? On Thursday, um, that I, I, it's a, it's a group that put it. I didn't put it together. They just asked me to be interviewed on it. And last year I was on it, and uh, and I think their timing is impeccable because you know everybody started their New Year's resolutions. Although let's be honest, most people started Monday the fourth just because how the week fell and everyone wanted to part, have one last you know hurrah. Um, I started on the first on Friday the first. It was a very dull weekend around here and it's continuing to be dull because I'm doing carnivore all month and not drinking. And so and, and I'm doing the kind of carnivore because I can't tolerate dairy and eggs. So I'm literally just having meat water and then coffee in the morning. So I, it's very boring around here. My husband is uh, having to fend for himself because I just can't bear to like make him food. I'm like, I'm not going to make you food I can't eat. I don't like that. So the Quit Sugar Summit is an interview that I did uh, and they have an amazing lineup. They've got Dr. Gary Fetke, Gary Taubes. Um, oh God, now I'm completely spacing out. They have a bunch of really good people in the in the uh, low carb community, I guess you would call it. And uh, if you're feeling like you gave up sugar and you're about to give up, you should probably log on. It's free to watch it. I think you have to buy it if you want to watch, uh, if you want to like buy the whole package, but you don't have to do that. It's free. Right. You can just log in and watch it. And you should because it's great, great people, and and it'll it'll reconfirm your uh, what's it called? Your your what is the thing that when you want to do something, uh, promise to yourself. I don't know. Sure, that works. That, that works. That works. <laughs> the commit your your commitment. <laughs> How about Commitment. That? Thank you. That's the word. I'm starting to lose my words. I guess that's part of being 47 and older. Oh, shit. Is that up. you start to just lose your nouns. <laughs> it's happening. I'm losing my nouns and my verbs. Because uh, uh, I'll be. F- you can barely construct a sentence. 
I think I'm going to be 55 this summer. Is that right? Yeah, I, I am. That's pretty you ever sad. Age I always age myself because I just was reminded by my husband that I'm only 47 because I keep saying I'm turning 50 because my husband's turning 50. Right. So I, I think we're the same age. Yeah. And and I said, well, I'm turning 50 this year. And he's like, what's wrong with you? I'm re- <laughs> what? He's like, you're 47. I was like, now? I'm really All excited because right. I can call myself the double nickel. I've been looking forward to that. Nipples, the, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so the other day I'm in the car with my daughter and we are, we are driving around and I hear a voice on the radio uh-huh. and I what, go, is it number 3,152? Yeah. And I told my daughter, I said, I know her. <laughs> she said, so yes. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, thank you. Make, make, make me feel good about people that I know. Not that I've ever met you personally, but people I've talked to on a regular basis. It, in this modern world, we're basically best friends. That's, someone told me that, and I didn't realize that. I, I'm going, really? I've been on your show my fourth time? Fourth time, yeah. And, and the funny thing yeah. is, it's been four times in one year. Has it really? Yeah. Cause wow. Because okay, I went on the first time to, to promote my second book right. a year ago. And then yeah. um, and then COVID hit, and then we I talked did. about it, and then you came back again, and we drank together. And yeah. so, yeah. Which, trust me, I'm doing very much in spirit right now. Uh-huh. Actually, I, I have a new one tonight, and I never had it before until this evening. It's called Old, it? Old Tub Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And it's okay, made... that sounds delightful. I'm putting it on my list of bourbons well, to try. Well, what's real... Where... Right now, I'm, type, I'm holding the mic with one hand. And you're writing. Old tub. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you're not writing, you're typing. Mm-hmm. I'm writing it with one hand. Uh-huh. And it's bottled <laughs> by Jim Beam. And I opened it up, and I was ready to do the screw lid, and guess what? Chicken butt. It has a cork in it. Oh, that's very fancy. I'm going. Wow. That's that's some good uh, packaging right there. I, that that's impressive. So anyway, yeah, that was a Christmas gift that someone and, gave and me. And you like it? Actually, you're a fan of. Old actually, from the first bit I just had, which was a half a shot, actually, it's pretty good. So, but Did anyway, you just drink a half a shot? Yeah. You were talking. Oh. I shut my mic off. <laughs> Well, I figured, I figured you're, it's sipping bourbon. It is, but I wanted to try it that way first. Not for William Eric Alexander. <laughs> He's going to shoot half a shot at a time. It is late there. You got to, you got to get it in. Yeah, I got to get it in before it's midnight. Hey, so, yeah. so what's been going on? You and I haven't talked. COVID's hit. How's work? What's, what's happening? I, I, I got out of Los Angeles, um, and apparently not a moment too soon. Um, yeah, I, what's been going on? Work has been very busy. You know, I launched a marinara, which yes. I think we talked about the last time. It was, it was August. It was just getting ready to and, launch when we talked. Yes. And I am, uh, apparently learning everything that there is to know about the food business, about grocery. Um, it's fascinating. And also I didn't realize it was going to be like 60 hours of conversations and back, back and forth things to figure out how to save like 16 cents on a lid or something <laughs> yeah like that's the, that's the food business um and and also too i've noticed that every time i get into a new business everybody tells me that what i want to do can't be done of course 
And uh, and I was like, is that what just is that that's just the world, right? It's just a bunch of people who tell you you can't do something. It's a bunch of naysayers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I'm doing it. Uh, I called co-packers, and co-packers are basically the factories uh, that the, the large commercial kitchens where you would make stuff, right. make your food item. You pay them to do it, right? Yeah. For anybody out there who doesn't know what a co-packer is. So I'm, I'm working with a guy right now who's doing it in small batches, and he's doing an awesome job. But when we scale up even larger for grocery store, we're going to have to have a co-packer. So we're talking now, to different co-packers. Is, he's and on the East like, Coast, right? He's in Tennessee. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Tennessee. And so I talked to a co-packer, and he's like, oh, you want to do organic, non-GMO tomatoes for that price? It'll never happen. Right. And I can't get a hold of any tomatoes till 2022. Oh. And I was like, what? Like, people just say crazy things. Then I realized what it is, is people just say crazy things just to hang up, just to get you off the phone. Like, I just don't want to do business. What, what, you know what, what I mean? Yeah, I, I understand exactly. So, you've been doing this now. You just said you're trying to get into, I mean, right now you're doing online orders, correct? Right. We're doing d- direct-to-consumer online orders. So. Which is great. But it's expensive to ship, so that's why it's important to me to get in grocery stores as soon as we can. So what, but it's going to take about a year lead time. What grocery so when, stores when are you looking at getting it into? Every single one we can. I mean, I could see you being like a Whole Foods, a Trader Joe's, stuff like that. Yes. Well, Trader Joe's only does private label, but I would be happy to private label stuff with them if it was for the right price. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm learning all about it and making submissions to the grocery stores and getting distributors and brokers and things like that. Everything lined up. It's very interesting. Plus we're launching two new sauces. We're launching a puttanesca, which is a more, uh, like a savory. It has like olives and capers and Ooh. it's, and some red pepper flake. It's really good. And then, a, a a tomato cream sauce that has, you know, cream and Parmesan in it. So oh, that we're launching, launching two more sauces and three spices. We're, we're doing a taco seasoning, uh, a ranch seasoning and a barbecue dust. So all wait, 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 wait. An Italian doing taco seasoning. I know it's crazy. Well, here's the thing: the basis of all of all of my recipes you can just find in my cookbooks. You don't have to buy anything that I'm selling. By right. the way, you can find all the recipes in the cookbooks, so you can make them yourself. Actually, that's please. If you would like on the taco seasoning, you can put my picture on it because my grandfather is from, well, he passed away 20 years ago, is from Ventura, uh, California, and he was Hispanic. Oh, that's right down the street from me. And he, wa- he was Hispanic, and I'm one quarter Mexican, just to let you know. So I could be the spokesperson for your taco okay. seasoning. And and we won't be culturally appropriating because you're one quarter yeah. Mexican. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I think you just got yourself an endorsement. That's here. Hey, it sounds good to me. I'll even do the commercials for you for free. Wow, you're a really inexpensive endorsement deal. <laughs> yes, I am. This, is, this <laughs> is the kind of deal I need yeah. in my business. Well, I got I got an email the other day, and, and I don't know who it's from, and unfortunately I deleted it. But someone contacted me about starting my own coffee brand. And I'm going, huh? Why would, I mean, I drink enough of it that I could probably do oh. my own line of coffee. But I was right. really shocked to see that because they're reaching out to broadcasters to market it in their local area. And I'm going, that's a clever idea. Well, why not? not? 
Not that I would ever take, take him on them. as a sponsor. Yeah, well, you know what? That's the reason why you need to beat Vinny because Vinny has a coffee company that does very well called Pure Coffee Club. And it, it it's amazing coffee. And then you can talk to him about uh, And then you can go sell coffee. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I, I, I'm writing that down oh, right now, except I'm using a pen and paper to get a hold of Vinny tomorrow so I can have him back on the pen show. And, pen, and, pen and paper? Yeah. I, I Hey, you know where I live. <laughs> And after and after last night's football game, I mortgaged the house. So anyhow. Oh, were you guys okay? I had a very angry uh, Steelers fan in my household. Oh, I'm sure you did. Oh my! I mean, I yeah. Anyhow, I don't want to bring up the uh, the raw feelings there. It was. A, oh, is it, it still? It was a long. Fresh. It was a. It was a tough night. It really was, especially to Cleveland of all things. I, that's what I was thinking. Because I walked in the room, I'm like, wait, you guys are losing to the Browns. He's like, start on time. <laughs> I was like, okay. First play of the okay. game, or the second play of the game, they 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 fumbled and they went in for a touchdown. I mean, you knew it was going to be a bad night when that happened. So it, that's very bad. Yeah. Yes. So, and also, yeah. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Finish. No, you go ahead. I can't remember. What I was no, because say. I'm going to change the topic. Okay, change the topic. Okay. I don't care. So, how often before COVID did you come back to Western Pennsylvania? Oh gosh, not very often. After after my daughter got a certain age, we didn't come back as often. Okay. Now, the funny thing is, it's dealing with your daughter is my question. How old is your daughter now? 20, 21? She's 21. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been watching TV... The last few weeks, I've been watching TV on Monday night. And if you're familiar with what I'm going to talk about, you'll realize that the resort that I'm talking about is about 30 minutes to my east in Fayette County, PA, which is where I'm at right now. I'm in Fayette County. I'm in Brownsville. And I've been watching The Bachelor. The resort they're using is known as Nemecolon. Yes, Nemecolon, I know. It Mm -hmm. is a beautiful place. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. But I've never watched The Bachelor before until now because I wanted to see the local scenery. I know people that are on the program that are are quote-unquote workers, this, that, and the other thing. Right, right. Oh, my God, the program is a train wreck. Is it always like that? Yes. I have not watched this season, but I will tell you, it is like shooting comedy fish in a barrel. Yeah. Because it's a ridiculous show. And then by like, you know, when there's two to three episodes left, you're like invested. Like, <laughs> who is he going to pick? <laughs> like, you get really super into it. Now, and then that's how they reel you in for now, like 20 years. Okay, so now my question is, your daughter's 21 years old. She goes, Mom, mm-hmm. guess what? I just got casted on The Bachelor and I'm going to find my husband. Would you let her do it? No, absolutely not. But first of all, Lucy would never. She's just literally like the anti. She's in art school in the East Village, and uh, you know what I mean. Like yeah. she's not. She's got the tattoos and the. She's just not. She's not Bachelor Nation material. Okay. In in the sense that like she just wouldn't be that kid, you know. But I I will I did notice that they're getting increasingly close to age to my child and I don't like that. Yes. Cuz it does worry me for the future of America. 
I you guess, know what I mean? I, I mean, guess, that yeah. among other things. But. but but the thing that gets me about the whole the whole situation is is that if if you if you went home to your mother and dad when you were her age and said, "Mom, mm-hmm. Dad, guess what? I'm going to be on a TV show and I'm going to be with 36 other women." And we're going to find our husband by all of us dating one guy over a certain period of time. Your dad would have thought you were crazy. There's no parent that's okay with this. I just think that, like, it gets to such an advanced state that, like, they have to go along with it. Like, I, that's what – one of my favorites is when they do the hometowns. Yes. And And I'm always like – I'm watching those families. I'm watching. See, you can tell like who's awkward and like who's thirsty for some camera time, and like you can just see the the different family members. Like, and for the most part, I would say most of the parents are like, "This is not a good idea." <laughs> like they just like, kind of say it, you know. But they've also had like a slew of bachelors and bachelorettes who basically don't pick anybody and like or leave or yes. flee the scene. Didn't that one guy flee the scene? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, like, fled. And didn't the woman in The Bachelorette just do the same thing? And they had to yeah, bring they... a substitute in halfway through? Yes. Yes. So. Because I, I found that interesting that they had to bring a substitute in. But, again, it goes back to the whole idea. I mean, in the 1960s and 70s, the dating game was one thing. Because right. it was a thirty-minute program, you were the, the there were two there were usually two uh, two panels, two girls, two guys, whatever it may be, in and out fifteen minutes. They went on one date. Okay, that's it. Right. Then you had the love connection where it's we'll be back in two and two, two minutes and two seconds. Two and two. Was that uh, Chuck Woolery? Yeah, it was. I keep remember yeah. I, I the, putting the the peace sign up and then flipping it around. Um, that's right. The bull back in I never two and two. What two and two meant. What did that mean? Two minutes and two seconds. Oh, they showed four commercials. Yeah, it was two minute a two minute commercial block. Oh, is that what commercial blocks always are? Did I just learn this at forty seven uh, after being on TV for yeah, twenty five years? Oh, <laughs> uh, for the most yeah, pretty much yeah. Because it depends on if they did it. They they would do two breaks. One after the first hour. ten minutes, and it would be two minutes out, and then they would come back, and then they would do the second one right before they did the reveal, and then that would do oh, two man. minutes coming in and back. Yeah, so there's about four minutes of commercials and a thirty minute program. The thirty minute program runs about uh, twenty six minutes. Oh well, that's not bad because I, I thought a thirty minute program was twenty two minutes. Yeah, it, it well it may be now, but I think it now was it twenty. Is. I think it used to be twenty six. We used to get more for our free money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you're, you're, you're still doing the voiceover work for NBC. Oh yes. Yes. And it, which again, so it's amazing that job. you're only 3,102 on this list and you are a oh, spokesperson. 3,102. Okay. Yeah. That's good. And, and, and you're a national spokesperson for a national network. Mm-hmm. When you get some of the scripts that you have of programs you've never heard of, and you're just mm-hmm. reading the description. Do you think what the heck? Do they, what are the heck are they thinking that this is never going to work? Um, sometimes. Because I can remember, <laughs> I can imagine putting. Work, but... I can imagine putting Ted Danson in a mayor's chair would be one of those times. Um. Well, I didn't promo that one. Reno did. Okay. I. I no, but it's been over the years. Listen, the the promo writers are very good at what they do. So they take 
the episode and then they take some the best jokes they can find that work for a promo and put them into a promo. So sometimes a show comes out and you're like, you can tell like this, we're going to, they're going to promote it really hard right at the beginning, but then I won't have a job for that show <laughs> after like a couple, they'll yank it. You okay. know what I mean? They do that. Okay. So, um, sometimes yes. And then other times I think something looks like it's going to be really cheesy or bad and I am totally wrong and it's a hit and luckily I get to keep promoting it. So my opinion doesn't matter is what I found out on all topics. <laughs> so, so what is one of those programs that you thought was so cheesy that became a hit? I'm not going to say that. Oh, come on. Why would I say that? Are they still, is the program still on the air? It doesn't matter. <laughs> my job to okay. make it sound great okay. i love all the shows on the entire network i'm sure you do <laughs> but i do i do at least try to watch all of them at least once because okay. i don't i don't actually watch a lot of network television i don't really know what's on so i'm always like oh that show's coming out oh that looks interesting um although i will say one show that i thought looked really funny and the episodes i saw were really funny was called sunny side Okay. And it didn't run very long. I think they moved it over to online. This is right. This is before pandemic. They moved they moved it over pretty quickly to online and I was like, "Oh, that's a bummer. I like that show." But um, you know, do you I'll 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 give a shout out to them. Do you do you see um a lot of the viewers now are going to be watching stuff online because I know NBC is doing this big push with the Peacock network, which is their yeah, online streaming service. And because Here's people I, don't have time. I, I didn't What's yeah, that? they don't. They don't have time, and they want to watch it when they want to watch it. And now I can do a thing where I have the HBO Max app on my phone, right? Right. So I got uh, what's it called? That Heaven's Gate documentary that was fascinating, by the way. Um, I got the Heaven's Gate documentary. I press play on my app, and then I hit a button, and it screencasts to my big TV. So I don't need, you know what I mean? I don't. I can watch that whenever I want to. And oh, we did that with the flight attendant. Um, another show that is seems pretty fun, and and so what what do you need it for? And I didn't want to believe it, but then I saw the stats recently. I I gave away for the new year a thirty one day meal plan at my site, and it was something like seventy eight to eighty two percent of the people who downloaded it did it on mobile, wow. on a mobile device. And I was like, how could you read a document? On yeah, your see, phone? yeah, I I, 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 I but again, the older we get, the more difficult we have reading. But that means you have a yeah. younger audience, which is kind of cool. I mean, it didn't seem that way when I was getting all sorts of tech support questions. But yes. <laughs> um, Somebody wrote me. Actually, several people wrote me. They're like, this This spreadsheet has – I did a spreadsheet. I did it in Excel because I wanted people to be able to edit it. And like, I don't want to tell you what to eat, so I'll give you a basic meal, 31 days of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then if you want to change it and put something else in, you can. It's editable. If I give right. you a PDF – you can't edit it, right? So I use Excel. And I just think to myself, I have a Mac. You know, Mac uses numbers. And then it was crazy to me that people were like, what's Excel? And I was like, what? It's been around for 30 years. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know anyway, it was yeah. funny. It, yeah, it just amazes me that some people that, again, like you said, 30 years, do the subtraction from our age. We were in our uh, early to mid-20s. So we understand yeah. what it is. So, but the people that are contacting you were also the same age. <laughs> it's like, didn't you hear no, about this back then? Well, How'd that work? Well, then one lady said, I, I can't download it no matter what I try. Can you please just 
uh, send it to my WhatsApp account. And then I was like, you lost me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I just can't. It's not going to happen. You're just not destined to have it. I love you, but you can't have it. Okay. You could have wrote her a letter and sent it to her that way. I could do that. But you won't. (laughs) But you could. No. But I could. You could. No, I'm I'm analog with some things. I like writing to-dos out by hand. Because then I feel like, I don't know, something about that makes you actually do them. Not really. I have a list of them right here, and I've probably done three. <laughs> don't. Okay, never mind. There goes that theory. <laughs> I mean, actually, what I do, and, unfor- and and fortunately or unfortunately, I don't have to do it when you and I talk, but every time I have a guest on, I doodle, and I write down key words of what they have to say to jog my memory when I have a question for them but you I don't do that with you and there's like three other guests that I have that I don't have to do that with because it's just all consciousness a stream of consciousness thinking when I talk to you Um, because I prefer to have a conversation well it makes it more fun I don't know how many people like listening to it but (laughs) oh I don't care I I'm just kidding. It's my therapy. Well, hey. I care very, I'm in the entertainment industry. I care very much. Okay? It's my therapy for the week or for the month. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, the funny thing is, you'll love this. So recently, and I don't know if they've noticed it or not, but I've been having a lot of therapists on the program. And they're talking about their book and everything else. Well, I start asking them questions. Not that I want the audience to worry about this. I'm going, I need therapy, and I'm going to get it for free. I don't know, care what, what I have to do, but I have to get it for free. I'm going to get it for free. And guess what? It pretty much works, which is really nice. So if you ever need free therapy, create your own show. Um, therapists, it, I think they get a lot of like the same thing like mechanics get, like, you know what I mean? Like my car, my car is making this noise, and you like if you meet a mechanic at a party, you'll like tell yes. them about your car woes. Same thing with a therapist. Like my heart broke because of this thing. What do I do? <laughs> tell me at this party how I should help all of my problems. Or the doctor that's there going, when I do this with my elbow, it hurts, and he goes, "Well, don't do that then." Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, hey, you're listening. Especially around, oh, go ahead. Let me do my break. Hey, you're listening to Online with Bill Alexander here at WMCK.FM McKeesport. 107.5 FM WLDJ Newcastle, 1620 AM Huntington, Mixtape Radio International, Steel FM, Radio Rehoboth at RadioRehoboth.com, Orca Radio at Owensburg, Kentucky, and streaming online at italknet.com and pghtalkradio.com. That's one nice thing about doing this program for these stations is I actually have a full 58 minutes. And then if they want to run commercials, they can run at the beginning and the end, which is cool. Do you have a list in front of you or do you have that memorized? Um, I did used to do it memorized and then I would miss one. But now there's a list. And then they get mad at you. Yeah, and now there's a list in front of me. So. but are, you, it, are it, we on a break now, or are we still? No, we're still airing? live. We're live. I don't have to do commercial oh. breaks. We do them at the. They do them at the beginning, oh. at the end of the program. So it gives okay. me a full fifty-eight minutes or fifty-six minutes to talk. Because in my opinion, it breaks it up. It, it, when you go into a commercial break, and this is for the audience too, it really screws up your your line of your stream of consciousness. Because what happens is you're so worried about getting the commercials played that you're not focused on what's going to be coming up next in conversation. So So this is more like a hybrid 
podcast slash radio show because Ex- you're actually going to have a long form convo, which is so nice. Exactly, and we're streaming live on we're streaming live on one of the stations right now. And everything else is pre-recorded for him. Now, if I knew somebody that was a voiceover artist, what would be nice mm. enough to read those for me? That would be very nice, and I could drop it I in. I know week. I would read those for you. What's that? You know I would do that. Oh well, I. I was going to say I hate asking, oh, 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 but that's not I true. Like, like I hate asking when you <laughs> just ask. Okay. This, this is also the guy this week going, hey, I'm interested in doing voice, voiceover work. What do I need to do? And I get this whole list <laughs> of things that I'm going, I'm going. Careful what you ask for. Now I'm looking at it going, now I'm intimidated. I mean, jeez. Well, but the thing is, is that if people, you know, people ask me all the time about doing voice work, yeah. but it's really more about a fit, you know, so you kind of just have to poke around and do research. And, and uh, when you find somebody that you like, study with them. So, how how long have you actually been doing voiceover work? I got my first paying job in 1996. Okay. I did promo for the Jerry Springer show on whatever local Atlanta network they were running on. Oh, okay. And uh, and I was like, oh, this is this is the best job ever because <laughs> nobody's looking at you while you do it. Right. And then I got a national commercial in 99, I think. And then I was like, oh, this is really the best job ever because you get paid a lot of money when it goes national and nobody's looking at you while you do it. And then I just, when I got to LA in 2002, I started immediately studying. um, I studied with Nancy Wolfson, one of the people I sent you. Yes. And um, uh, I just decided that I was going to make it work. And we, I think we had, we had maybe, this is 2002, 2003. We had maybe three or $4,000 to our names. And we had a three-year-old and I was, I told my, I didn't tell my husband, I asked him because I believe that you should have these conversations with your loved one. Uh, I said, Hey, this is something I really want to do. And I think it's going to be a good investment, but I'm going to need all of that money that we have to do it. (laughs) Like all of it. Yeah. And plus more. And he agreed to it and it was a very good investment. Well, that's kind of, that's cool actually. Um, So if you had the opportunity and I know you love doing the whole cookbook thing and the whole food thing, but if if you had the opportunity, would you do voiceover work exclusively? Um, I, I did do it exclusively for years. Okay. So I, I, when when I'm busy with NBC, I can't do anything else. I'm doing six to eight sessions a day. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So it's it's kind of just ebbs and flows, and then there's just kind of it's like a feast and famine sort of business. No, nobody is working all day every day for the entire year. Okay. So you can do voiceover exclusively. I just don't have the personality type to do something else on my day off that's not work related. I'm going to figure out something else to do. And and the reason why I started the whole cookbook thing is because Vinny came to me in 2012 and I was on a show that had just been canceled and actually no I'm sorry. The show was canceled and I was depressed for 3 years. Okay. And uh and then he said, "Hey, you want to start this podcast?" And I was like, "Not really, cuz I would have to do all the work." And um, and then I read his book and it was really good. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then I, and, and and I was right. 
I did all the work <laughs> for years until he learned how to produce his own podcast. And um, but it just turned out that it was a great match, and I had already been food blogging. Okay. Because that was something I was interested in, so it all kind of came together. But no, I don't. I don't like downtime. So okay, so that makes <laughs> That's sense. The end of- so the funny yeah. thing is, is that the, the the best part is if you go into Google, and I'm sure you've done this, type in your name and type in voiceover. There are all these websites with your I've work. I've never done that. With your yes, you have. No, I've Googled my own name, but I've never Googled my name plus voiceover. Yeah, do voiceover. There's work, everything you've done. Now, I have a dumb question for you because I'm looking at mm-hmm. this. and It's not it, everything I've done because there's a lot of jobs I've done that are nobody knows about. Okay, so there's like one the, you did. Like, for example, the Grey's Anatomy video game. That's what I was going to ask you about. In 2000, are you serious? Yes, in 2009. You were Is it on there? Additional voices, yes. Yes. <laughs> I was in the Grey's You guys I was in the Grey's Anatomy video game Why they made a Grey's Anatomy video game is a mystery. It was so dumb too It was like it was like. I remember being like one of the doctors Like hey how are you And then it was like the prompt was like Hit X to blow off uh, McSteamy and, Or hit Y or whatever it is Hit O to uh, make out with McSteamy Like it was so stupid Like it was so dumb <laughs> It was like a ladies choose your own adventure, like a uh, like a romance novel. Um, but it was it was it came out on like all the platforms. So yeah, that was two thousand nine, and then you did. Um, there was another one. It was, was from two thousand six. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Double yes. Agent two thousand and six. You were I, additional I voices in that one first, too. Yeah, that was my first or second video game I ever did. Okay. Yeah, I love that one. I got to die falling out of a burning building. Oh, which, cool! Of course, trashed my voice for like three days. But, yeah. And then, then this one, because I want to know what this sounds like. Warhammer 40,000 40, Dawn of War 2. You are a howling yeah. banshee. What is a howling <laughs> banshee? Well, pretty much what you'd think a howling banshee would be. Um, because but usually, a, a lot of these, I do a British accent, too. So I, I do a lot of characters for okay. video games, like evil British people. Yes, Sorry, but I'm sorry. Apologies to all of our British folks listening. But usually in Americans' minds, especially with video games that really operate on the archetypal sort of storytelling of okay. characters, we perceive the, the a lot of times in fantasy realms the bad guy to have a British accent. So that's what happens. That's why that is. We're stereotyping. Let's be honest. <laughs> Speaking of stereotyping, in Batman The uh-huh. Killing Joker 2016, you were the yes. call girl? Um, I, <laughs> I was also, hello, I was the Joker's wife, Jeannie. I was Mark Hamill's uh, wife in that. I'm sorry. The first thing that jumped out to me was call girl there. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I'm sure I was. Because when they hire you with union contracts, you they have you for the one character, but yeah. they have you for three characters. So they what they'll do is they'll pick some uh, a character that has a line or two somewhere else in the script and have you voice that. So then they save money on not having to hire as many actors. But that one was I, I actually love that one because I got to finally work with Mark Hamill, but we never met each other or worked uh, together. Okay, <laughs> but I got to be his wife. Yes. So it's what that six degrees? Six degrees of separation. I worked exactly. with him, but I have no idea exactly. who he and is. I, and I will continue to brag about that, but he will have no idea who I am. 
that's how that works. So you, so are you still doing work for Jimmy Kimmel's program? Sometimes I did something maybe a couple months, a month ago, a couple months ago. Yeah. Whenever they ask, so let me tell you something. A voice actor, like any other actor, has zero say as to when they work. Right. So, so if they come to me, I am on the mic giving them whatever they need. You know what I mean? Like, if they come to me, I will. If they, hey, will you audition for this? Absolutely. Even though you've had me do, I've done over fifty episodes. I will read whatever you want me to read. But yes, from time to time, yes. But NBC doesn't have a problem you working with an ABC program. Mm, no. Okay. They. When I first started with NBC, I was still doing promos for ABC, like straight out promos. So um, that was a bit of an issue. But once ABC started hearing me on NBC, I don't, I didn't really. Here's the deal: the the men voice stuff on all the networks all the time, but they don't get in trouble for it. Right? <laughs> they don't lose jobs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You mean there's a double it's, standard yeah. in the industry? Uh yes. I would have. There have been very few female promo voices ever in the history of television ever on the air. It just doesn't happen. Wow. As much, at all. And I, I, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting journey, bumping up against that. Uh, I, I will have many more stories to tell in the future years, but I can't say anything yet. Are you writing well, a book? Maybe. I think that would be interesting. Because, again, because like you said, I could have go on for questions for days just over the voiceover work. So about, was it a month or two months ago that your husband did a stand-up act online through one of the platforms? Did he? I thought you did. Uh, we, did we both did. Yeah. We that's both, what I said, you and oh, your husband. Oh, 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 yes, we did. I thought you said, he, did he? I was like, I don't know, did he? I don't know. <laughs> did he have a show? I didn't watch his dumb shows. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, we did. We did the Palm Springs International Comedy Festival. So how was in... that How was that working without an audience? I mean, a, a physical audience. It was hard. It was hard. I, I got to be honest. I got I to gotta give a shout out to comics. Uh, we actually had to do a roast the other night. And uh, it was good, but it was, it's very, it's a different animal. It's really hard to tell jokes over Zoom and not in front of people. I miss telling jokes in front of people, but it's just not going to happen for a while. I'm enjoying my time off. I'm enjoying, because for, for all the times you tell jokes in front of people and it's pretty, it's for the most part pretty good. You still have your crappy shows in there where you're up at, you know, right. it's one in the morning and four drunk people in the audience and it's soul crushing. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so I'll keep you humble. I, I just can imagine a smoky nightclub with four people. Um, yeah, and two of them are passed out, and one of them's in the yeah. bathroom. But anyhow, um, so Wait, with every, I mean, I didn't really want to go this way, but since you mentioned doing uh, comedy that way, any with anything with everything going on in the world right now, especially in the United States, would you be touching mm -hmm. this tom this topic in your routine? Or would you stay away away from it with a ten Good foot Lord, pole? No. What's that? I stay away from it with a a hundred foot pole. I don't want to talk about it. I let 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 the uh, let the seasoned political comedians handle it. Okay, because that that's the one thing I was curious about. Because it seems to me, just from what I've been reading, and I know it doesn't translate well on Twitter or even on Facebook, but they're trying to do stuff with it that's either 
the old line too soon, or it's just not funny. Yeah. And even well, I mean, if, some, even the late night very funny about. It. But I, I, it's not, it's not something that I'm going to touch. And even the late night comics with uh, Colbert, Kimmel, and Fallon, even yeah. some of the stuff they're doing. I mean, I can't. Im- I mean, thank goodness they're doing it in their own home or in a, in a, a closed off so- uh, soundstage, because in reality, if they would have done that in front of the, an audience, a physical audience, I think some of them would have been ran on a rail because it's just it's it's inflammatory is what it is. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know. Folk folks got to speak up for what they want to speak up for. I will say with the with the parameters of what we're all dealing with, I don't see how any television production is getting done. Right. I have friends of mine who are writers on late night and they're having a hell of a time trying to get stuff you know, made trying to fill that time. Um, so I, I know it's very tricky and I know it's obviously a very culturally sensitive time right now. Uh, I, I, I have not been tuning in mostly because I just don't stay up that late, but mostly because I just want to watch lighter. I, all I care about is watching dumb reality TV and maybe that's just where I am. I just want to watch housewives and bachelorette and cause that's the kind of tuning out that I need to do. Okay. Now, one other question before I go into my next one. I'm looking at your um, International Movie Database site, mm-hmm. and it said in 2019 mm-hmm. you did voicemail that was batshit bride. What the heck is that? Oh, that was an independent film. Okay. And I and I did a voice for that. Okay. Yeah, they needed like a something. I can't even remember what it was. Yeah. I'm going, that's really interesting to look at. Um, anyway, so reality TV. That, you're looking at my IMDb, and that's the question you have. Yeah, that's the one I have. Everything else I've heard of or we've talked about in the past. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Good. That one just popped out at me. So, okay, you're watching reality TV. Do you stick with reality TV or the same program over a period of time, or do you get to a point where it's so over exaggerated that you stop watching it to watch something else? I will never tire of the Real Housewives of anything. Okay. It is a gift given to us <laughs> by Bravo Network. <laughs> and again, shooting comedy fish in a barrel. Yes. And then you get invested. You're like, well, I hope Luann's going to be okay after her stint in rehab or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> It just it is what it is. I'm in I'm in a Bravo Facebook group that has like four hundred thousand people in it, and I actively read it every day. I don't know why. It's a delight to me. My friend got in a, a, a feud with one of the people from Below Deck, and it was just the most delightful thing that happened to me all week. Like it was such a great distraction from I don't know a coup or whatever the heck you want to call it. Right. Happened. Right. I would much rather watch my friend get in a feud with a Bravo celebrity. A Bravo celebrity? They're not real celebrities? Mm-hmm. No, they're definitely not real celebrities, let's be honest. Wait, they should be on Dancing with the Stars next, then. Some of them are. Oh, okay. Because I can imagine, because the last season of Dancing with the Stars, they were not celebrities. I mean, when you have Steve Irwin's daughter on there, like, oh, I didn't know he had a daughter on the yeah. program. You know you know, you're, you're scratching the bottom did, of the barrel. She, 
Has she taken over his, you know, role? Is she doing the animal stuff? I think so, and I also stuff? think she just got married, too. See, you know more about little girl Irwin than you thought. <laughs> I don't know what Thank you very much. I'm, she's not a little girl. She's grown She's, a she's in her twenties, okay. yeah. So the thing that gets me is that I don't watch much reality TV um, because I watch a few episodes on it, have to watch it, and then I get frustrated because the premise just goes so far overboard that you can start to tell that it's being scripted. So there's no reality involved; it's, it's reality all related. Scripted. Oh, it's I know. All fake. I know. It's all fake. It's all put on. They create. They craft storylines throughout the year. They. I, I don't know. I, I know this, and it still sucks yeah. me in. I've got problems. Because I've been watching recently, my wife and I, um, and I, I never thought she'd watch it with me. Um, someone told me about the program, and when it won all the um, uh, the awards, and it's no longer on the air, which I think is hilarious, is the, uh, the Daniel and Eugene Levy program, Shit's Creek. Oh, yes. That was done for the CBC. It is hilarious. Yes. I mean. Yes, that is a very good show. I've seen the first season. I need to pick it back oh, up and you, watch you, it. Yeah, you need, you need to watch it. I, I have, I, I'm have. i so Kathy depressed. Kathy O'Hara is my hero. I love her so much. I am so depressed that I'm on the last season right now, and I don't know what I'm yeah. going to do with my time when we're done. Yeah, I know that feeling. That's how I felt when Breaking Bad was over and when Mad Men was over. Because it, it it is because you you've invested yourself so much with the characters that yeah. you want them to be going on forever. And I've always loved um, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hare. Oh, yeah. okay. Back to the days amazing. of Second City TV and everything else. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. that old. But it, it it is, and everybody realizing now that wait, Catherine O'Hare is Kevin Arnold's mother in Home Alone. Wait a minute. There's something wrong I with this. I didn't realize that. Yeah. She is a national treasure. Oh, she is. But, she... but, but I will, we'll take her for hours. Yeah. I love her so much. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I grew up a, definitely a child, a product of TV. I was a latchkey kid, so I, and I wasn't allowed to watch TV, but I would turn it on when she wasn't there, obviously. Yeah. And um, then get in trouble later. And uh, I always loved TV. I still love TV. And I am glad that now there's like such good TV on all the time because and people want to tell stories through TV because it used to be when I was a kid, a movie star would never do television. Right. That was unheard of. You know what I mean? Because television was so base and vile and uh, everybody wanted to do movies. That was the brass ring. And now I love that all these wonderful actors are doing TV and and there's so many good stories on and, and there's so much content. It's so great. I love it. Are and you? I, I cannot stand when someone's like, I, I don't, I don't watch TV. Oh, I know. Are you surprised of how many actors, Hollywood actors, are doing the streaming services now? Netflix, Hulu, Apple no, Plus. I know that they pay well. Because so it doesn't surprise me at all. Well, I mean, that's how you get famous people to be in your shows. You pay them well. But, Look at how they got. What's that show where they got Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell and Reese Witherspoon? How do you think you got them? Uh, what they is that? Paid them a lot. Broadcast. Morning show, yeah, morning show. That's it. Yeah. Um, Which okay. I haven't watched it because I I'll be I'm one of the Americans who cut the cable last year, and uh, we're well, doing on the Apple TV app. Well, I know I don't have Apple TV. I have everything else. Oh. Um, I got 
Hulu, Amazon Prime, I got Netflix, I mean, everything. And I'm getting frustrated now because I got sucked into the program on Amazon Prime, uh, Mrs. Maisel, and was oh, waiting for a new nice. program. And of course, we didn't have one this year because of COVID. And now we got to right. wait again because I love Tony yeah. Shaloub and I think he plays a great oh gosh, father in that role. Best. Yeah, he's great. The, every, the whole cast is great. Oh, it it's is. It's a great show. Anybody who hates on that show, you need to fix your cranky pants because it's a delightful show. I, I, I just think I think it's well-written and well-produced, but there, there's a lot of stuff out there. And But the problem, the other problem is there's just so much out there. How do you decide what you want to watch? That's the other oh problem. Oh, my God. What, I saw a promo the other day, and it was for... It was like, blah, 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 this epic, like, Western-looking thing. And then it showed Kevin Costner, and then it was like, Yellowstone. I was like, oh, is this a new show? And then it was like, the third season. Yeah, it's, on, like, yeah, it's on Paramount. Like, I was like, what's happening? Yeah. Three seasons, and I'd never heard. Like, you would think that you would know of a show. Like, if Kevin Costner, 20 years ago, did a TV show, the entire world would know about it. Well, and, and again, they're not on the major three or major four. They're on the sub-cable networks that most people don't even know about or know they exist. The bad thing for me is I'm not watching much of the new stuff. I'm watching old programs from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I'm a Perry Mason junkie, the original. Oh, cool. Everything I've learned for, learned about Germany, I've learned from Hogan, Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> and everything I've learned about the Korean War, I've, I, I've learned from MASH. And I can quote these programs because I've been watching them since I was a kid because I feel comfortable with them and I can walk out of the room and walk back in and never lose my place in the program. And MASH, MASH and Shawshank are like the two shows that if they're on, like if you're flipping the channels yeah. and they're on, it just stays there. And, it, and it's amazing that they actually are able to transcend time because they are still relevant today. There's a few programs from the '80s that we used to watch that is not that they don't transfer well. Um, either it's the humor what? or the situation that just doesn't cross well. Which one? Home improvements. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I never watched that when it was on. Is it just too like hokey now? It's too hokey, and I think a lot of it has to do with Tim Allen's. Um, political viewpoints are so public now oh, that you can't picture him as this in, this yeah. in, this immature doofus on TV. Right. And with the right. new character he's playing on Last Man him. Standing, yeah. it just contradicts it. Yeah. Is so, Last Man Standing still on? I think so, yeah. So if Tim Allen's watching, I'd love to have you on the program so you can defend yourself. Tim Allen. Yeah, he, come on. Yeah, he's on the show. yeah he's not. But I just said if he was. Bet you wouldn't cancel on Tim Allen. No, I would not. And I now make me feel bad. Um, Good. Do I owe you money too? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry about it. Sure, I know, I know. Hey, I can do it with a loaf of bread. Do you want me to pay you that way? No. Oh, that's right. I, don't, I will not accept your gluten. Ah, but it's Mancini's. Oh my God! Well, then I'll give it to my husband. He'll eat it. <laughs> How? One more thing, let you go. I don't know if you saw the photographs from the rocks, but Mancini's Bakery had a Italian twist loaf bread Christmas tree. There were people in Pittsburgh visiting the bakery, taking their picture with the loaf of bread 
It was a Christmas tree made of bread. I'm going to have to see that picture. That's amazing. Yeah, if I can find it, I'll share it with you. But it was hilarious. I'm going, what a way to waste bread. But hey, what do I know, right? I'm surprised my father-in-law didn't go eat that in the the dark of night. And then the next morning, (laughs) the tree's gone. Loaf of bread, a pound of chipped ham, and you're in good shape. Oh, my God, chipped ham. Yeah. A food I had never heard of. Most people have it. But hey. You can eat that because you're on a uh, your month of January well, diet right. that you're well, on. Well, I can just have the ham part. I can't have the creamy part. Well, no one said you had to have creamy. We'll just chip it for you. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. I, I can eat it. On, I can eat it out of the bag. I can make a whole meal out of it. <laughs> a bag of ham chips. A bag. Of, a bag of a chipped ham, and a a, yeah. a a bag of wise potato chips. You got dinner there. Oh man, wise potato chips! I remember those. Those were so good. Oh, they still make that's them. That's a very that's a very mid Atlantic yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah. So, Anna, guess what? Chicken butt. We're done. Can you? We it, it, this program flies so fast when you're on with me. I appreciate it. You make my, you make my well, job fun. I always have fun with you. So thank you for having me. <laughs> It's a way to break up the monotony that we've been dealing with in the, in this country over the last few weeks, last few months, whatever it may be. So yes. this is a great... Oh, I like distraction. I think we need distraction. And you have approximately 364 days to think of a killer present for your wife for next year. Okay. The only thing is, if I spend money, yeah, she'll don't get... Don't just say, well, I took her to dinner. That well, can't be the only I thing. I know, I know. But if I, if I do that, the woman doesn't like jewelry. Okay, well then that saves you money right okay. there. Okay, but the thing but is, she likes something. Anytime I buy her something, Christmas was a great one this year. She looks at me and she goes, "So how are we going to pay for that?" I'm going, "Okay, I just spent a small fortune on my three kids. I want to buy you something nice, but right. no." Um, so anyway, but I guess that's why we get along so well. It has been 24 years. So yes, that's true. But anyway, Anna, thank you very much. I appreciate you joining me tonight. Um, thank we, you for having me. We got to do it again real soon. And we keep saying that, and it keeps getting further and further down the line. That or you cancel on me, whatever it is. I mean. <laughs> I did cancel on you first. Yes, you, you did. Yes, you second. did. And you apologized. And I said, fine, if you cancel on me, you find me a guest. And, and I got you a And you guest. got me a guest, and I will... I will get in touch with him tomorrow and rebook him, um, and I will let you know Great. when you that is. That was my we'll fault. Have a good time. So, um, yeah, but I was just not feeling well, I, I mean, and it wasn't COVID, COVID related or anything else. I was just having a science headache or sinus headache that was uh, killing, kicking the band. So it was really good one. So anyway, well, you're better. Yeah, so I am better. I'm feeling much, much better. So, Anna, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time, and you have a great night. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Anna Vicino here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. Fun as always, but guess what? I am out of here. We'll be back in next week with more Online with Bill Alexander. This has been a Million Dollar Baby production. For more information, go to italknet.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.